This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to this week's episode of Ask Amy. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to talk to you this week about filing complaints and how to make sure that when you speak to a customer service representative or you're trying to get the attention of a business, how to get your complaint resolved, how to be heard, how to be effective with your complaints. It's something that you would think a lot of people can do. You just send an email, you make a phone call, and you get your issue resolved. But more and more, I'm finding that is not the case. I mean, even reputable, legitimate businesses who have long histories of being good businesses and treating Treating their customers fairly. I'm getting more and more complaints about these companies that their customer service departments are just not what they used to be. They don't have the employees that they used to have. And for whatever reason, customers cannot get problems resolved as easily and as quickly as they should be able to. So I just kind of want to walk you through this path, the th ways that I work to try to get issues resolved, both for myself and for the hundreds of people that contact me every year by phone, by email, um, and now by social media. So we're going to go through what may be common knowledge for some of you from the beginning, but hopefully along the way, you'll learn something new here that might help you with any complaints that you have or issues that you have with businesses. Um, so... Obviously, from the beginning, when anybody sends me an email and says, hey, I'm having this problem with XYZ with a particular company or business, I want to know what have you done to resolve that problem yourself? Who have you reached out to? Who have you called? What proof do you have that you've done that? Um, and that is where people might tell me, oh, well, I've called four times, but I just sit on hold and I can never reach anyone. Okay, so when you get down to it, that's your word against the companies, right? I mean, you don't have any proof that you called and sat on hold. And it's extremely frustrating. And it shouldn't take so much time to resolve it. You should be able to make a phone call. But when you can't, you need to actually send a letter and or an email so that you actually have proof that you contacted and reached out to the company. And then you would know if they got back to you or didn't get back to you. You know that they've replied to your email or they have not. So first, I would say, before you reach out to me, you want to try, try, go through these steps on your own. And so the first thing is sending a letter or whether it's an email. I see common mistakes that people make whenever they send complaints. You want to be thorough, but you also want to be concise. Have you ever heard of TLDR? It stands for too long, didn't read. And you know, when people are trying to go through, and that is their job in customer service, to go through just dozens and dozens of complaints and emails in a day, you want to make sure that your email or your letter was not too long and so long that they didn't read it and they didn't have time to read it. Or they just said, let me just go to the next one and I'll put that long one to the side for later because it seems complicated and I can't even understand what they're trying to tell me. So let's make sure that you get the basics right. When you send this letter or email to any business, you wanna make sure that you include an easy way for them to get in touch with you. I can't tell you how many emails that I get from people that they do not include a phone number. 
And you also want to make sure that if you send an email, you are checking your emails at least once a day for responses to emails that you sent to other people. So I'll have people that send an email and they don't leave any other way for me to reach out to them by phone. So I'll send the email and then they might not check that address for a couple weeks. So by the time that they reach back out to me, I'm having to go back through the original email to refresh my memory on what their problem was in the first place. So that sounds like common sense, but it's a big thing that a lot of people forget. Include ways to get back in touch with you um, and make sure that you're monitoring, monitoring your email or your phone messages if that is the way that you have provided for this company to get back in touch with you. Okay, so you also, like I said, don't make your letter or your email too long. Be concise, but be thorough. So here are the things that you need to include in an email to a business or a company where you're filing a complaint and you need to resolve an issue. A summary of your problem, a summary. We don't need four pages of it, but you could basically explain that it was long by starting with, I've been dealing with this issue since a date. You want to include the names of any individuals that you've spoken with or reached out to or communicated with that business. Include those in there so that they have points of contact within their company to go to. Um, and then you want to um, CC. It is your best friend. It stands for carbon copy. But if you have made numerous calls and you've sent other emails and communication has broken down, do not be afraid to CC people that you think might be interested in your problem and might be and that the company that you're dealing with might not want CC'd on an email or particularly a written letter, like the Attorney General of Texas, the Texas Attorney General, the Better Business Bureau, me, you know, Amy Davis with KPRC2 Investigates. You can CC all of those agencies and myself, and it's just an added like, hey, other people are watching, so if you're not getting back in touch with me, um, just know that I am escalating this further. But when you do that, I mean, you don't want to be insulting, right? Nobody wants to help somebody who's difficult, right? They should be helping you no matter what. But at this point, if you're sitting down to write this email or letter, you know that you're having some problems getting through and resolving your issue. So if you're a loyal customer, say that. I've, I've been buying products from your company since 1994 or for the last 30 years. And I have always enjoyed doing business with you. But this time, this is my problem. And then... Probably one of the most important things that you need to do, um, aside from telling them how they can get back in touch with you, is giving, telling them how they can solve the problem. So you want to make sure that you tell them exactly what it is that you're looking for. I need a refund. I need someone to come pick up this non-working oven or washer or dryer or dishwasher and deliver another one. And then give them a deadline to do it by. So I need this to happen by March 30th and make it a reasonable time frame. Um, you know, you, you might say two weeks or three weeks, but give them a deadline and say, I'd like this take, you know, I've been dealing with this since such and such date. I would like it done and I would like this new product that I have paid for by such and such date and end it. And then you wait for that company to respond to you and you are giving them an honest shot at getting back with you um, and resolving your problem. Usually that will do the trick. If that doesn't do the trick, there are several things that you can do. There are six steps that you can take if the normal well-written email or letter fails to do the job 
with a company. And these next things will sort of prod a company, move them in the right direction. When we come back from this break, I'm going to start with our six steps to getting results when you file a complaint with any company. I hope you'll stick with me. When we come back, we'll go through those steps. Welcome back to this week's Ask Amy. We are talking about filing complaints and getting your issues resolved with any business or company you might be having a consumer issue or problem with. Okay, so we just talked about how to file or um, file a complaint by email or by letter everything you need to include and things you don't want to do, no insults, don't make your complaint or your email too long that someone doesn't read it. You want to make it clear, concise, thorough, and specify exactly what it is that you want from this company and the date by which they have to do it. So as we said, if all of those things you do all those things, the date comes and goes, and you still don't hear a response from the company, that's when you kick it up a notch. And that is when you go to these next six steps that I'd like to share with you. Okay, are you on social media? I know a lot of people, especially older people, who think, I don't want to do that. I don't want to share my personal information. I can keep up with everybody I want to keep up with just, you know, by general way of life, talking to them on the phone. But social media is sort of the new way to reach some of these businesses, their customer service departments, because I can tell you from experience, I know that a lot of these huge businesses, their customer service departments have gotten smaller, but they have invested more money in their social media departments. So they have hired a lot of people to monitor their Facebook pages, their Instagram pages, Twitter. And so they have people that are actively monitoring those accounts. They do not want you going on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and tagging them and, and mentioning their company and getting negative publicity that way, right? And so you are only to do this if those other methods have failed, if you've given them an opportunity to fix a problem, and they have not. So then social media can really be your best friend. Um, Facebook is a very good resource for this. Almost every company has a Facebook page. And now if they're a company of any decent size, they've got somebody monitoring that account. So what you would do is you can direct message the company. That's not public facing. That's not outward facing where other people following that company on social media would see it. You could first try sending a direct message um, with the idea that somebody's monitoring this account. If that doesn't work, then you go on and you use their at symbol. You look up exactly you know what will bring up that company's name so that whenever you write your, hey, XYZ company, I've been trying to reach you for the last three months. I've got a dead oven sitting in my house. I keep saying dead oven because I've had this problem recently. I've got an oven sitting in my house that doesn't work. I've paid you for this. I need you to come take it. I really need your help. Um, think of all of the reasons why they should come do this and put those there. Again, you don't want to be incredibly insulting. You don't want to um, say negative things about their company. Just state your case, exactly what has happened. And I would really, I'm desperately trying to reach someone with your company. Please get back to me. 
that works a lot. And I'm reminded of a story that we did um, a couple of years ago with a woman who had been paying um, for life insurance. She had been paying premiums for more than 20 years before she started, before she retired. I think about the time she turned 40, she took out this life insurance policy, knowing that one day she would need it. Well, the, the policy changed companies several times. Her premiums had increased over the years, but she kept it because every time she said, well, I've been paying this long. If I walk away from it now, I'm walking away from all of that money that I've put in. So in her retirement, um, more than 20 years after she started paying, she fell, she had to go to the hospital, she had to have a hip replacement, and she needed, when she returned home, um, some assistance. She needed some in-home care, somebody to come in and help her while she was recovering from this, um, you know, making meals, getting around her home by herself, and it should have been covered in her policy. When nobody from the insurance company, no, they denied her claim, she and her son got in touch with us. So we reached out to the company and it was so odd because the email address that they had on their website for media said, here's the email address. And then below it was this disclaimer that said, um, this email account is not being monitored. Do not expect a reply to, you know, nobody's going to get back to you when you email here. To me, it's sort of like, then why did you have that on your website? We did send the email there fully not expecting a response, but then we found them on Facebook, the name of the company. We went in on their page and said, hey, we'd really like assistance with your customer. You know, she's been paying her premiums for 20 years, and we did get a response the same day um, because not only did the company see that email, but others saw that email and they chimed in and they're like, oh man, what a bummer. Like, I hope they reach out to this lady. I hope they make it right. So remember, remember Facebook, even if you don't want to go on and you don't want to, you know, meet up with old people from 20 years ago and have everybody see your business. It is the new way that companies are communicating with their customers um, and, and people who are upset. So use that to your advantage. File a complaint with the Better Business Bureau. I hear all the time from people who say, Oh, the Better Business Bureau. And we've even done a segment on it and, and brought in the president of the Houston Better Business Bureau here to explain, yes, you do have to pay to be a member of the Better Business Bureau. So a lot of people think, oh, well, if that company is a member of the BBB, then they're not going to do anything to resolve my complaint. I have found over the years that that's not true. So Basically, if they're a member of the BBB, a lot of times they are held to a higher standard. And at least what it will do is the Better Business Bureau will reach out to that company on your behalf to get a response. And they do expect responses from all members of the BBB. So you can file a complaint with the Better Business Bureau, whether your complaint is with a member of the BBB or whether it's not. And a lot of times the BBB has great information on these companies um, that, you know, how long they've been in business. You can get that just from their front page. You can also get who the president or the CEO of the company is, how many other complaints that they've received. All of this is very useful information. Um, sometimes when you're reviewing a company, obviously before you use them, but then afterwards when you're sort of crafting these complaints and figuring out the best way to reach out to them. One other thing that I will say that I've learned about the Better Business Bureau and I always tell people that you may not realize when you say like, oh, they're never going to do anything. I'm not going to get any results. The Better Business Bureau here locally has a meeting once a month with the uh, all of the 
investigating agencies doing business in Houston, Harris County. So they have somebody there from FBI, white collar crime. They've got somebody there from the Texas Attorney General's Office, Consumer Department, Consumer Fraud Department, somebody from the Harris County District Attorney's Office, Consumer Fraud Department. And once a month, they all get together and compare notes so that they know the BBB can say, oh, you know what? Last week we had 10 complaints about this pool company. And then the FBI can say, you know what? He's on our radar too. We're tracking that. And so by filing these complaints, you may help a lot of these agencies with criminal investigations when it's law enforcement agencies. And at the very least, what you are doing is establishing a record and a complaint so that perhaps the next person that emails me and says that they want to look they want me to look into a problem with a complaint with a particular I'll say pool company and I'm not naming anyone in particular I go to the BBB and see how many complaints they have there I go to the Texas AG's office and see how many complaints they have there um, and so if I can see a pattern of complaints then I realize hey it's not just this one person but if you're not filing those complaints with the BBB with those other agencies then nobody even knows. There's no way to establish that pattern. And so that's why that's a good idea. Realizing we've only covered two of the six steps, we're going to take a quick break. What we've covered is making sure that you are reaching out on social media to the business you're trying to reach to get your problem resolved, and then filing a complaint with the Better Business Bureau. When we come back, there are four other steps you need to take, and you can do all of these at the same time. You don't need to do one and then wait. When we come back, I will explain the remaining four. We'll be right back. Welcome back to this Ask Amy. We are covering everything about complaints, the best ways to file your complaint, to communicate with a business, to make sure that your problem, whatever it is, gets resolved. Because that's all we want, right? Our results. We want businesses to do the right thing. When we pay for a service or a product, you expect it to work. You expect them to do the service that you paid for. Um, and so that is what this is all about. So far, just to review, we've covered how to write an effective complaint, whether it's by letter or by email, what you should say, what you shouldn't say. And then we move to the six steps you should take if that letter does not get any results. If you don't hear back from a company, if you're still just sort of being ghosted by a business, the steps you can take. So the first one was using social media to reach out to a company so that others also see your complaint and see the issues that you're having. And then the second was filing a complaint with the Better Business Bureau. The Houston Better Business Bureau, if you're in our area or no matter where you are, you can look up the Better Business Bureau where you happen to be to file a complaint about any business. And most BBB chapters, that's what they do. They reach out to the business on your behalf to get the business's side, and you will at least, at the very least, get a response from that business. Um, next, I would say the next agency you want to complain with is with the Texas Attorney General's Office, if you're in Texas. Um, and so this also can help establish that pattern of complaints. Um, they don't always get back to you and say, here's what we found or what we didn't find. But the Texas Attorney General's Office makes it real easy to file complaints online with their Customer Protection Division, with their Consumer Division. You can file those complaints and submit it 
um, and it is super easy. So I mentioned up top that when you write letters to these companies that you can use carbon copy, that you can write CC to the Texas Attorney General's office, just know that when you do that, the Texas AG's office doesn't typically accept your complaints that way. They want you addressing them specifically and filing a complaint specifically to the their address on their website or the email, I mean, or the, the link that they put. It's an online form and filling out your complaint there. Still, it doesn't hurt to CC the AG's office so that whatever company you're communicating knows that you're going to send it to them as well, but you have to send it to them separately. Like that doesn't suffice. They want you to send it directly to them and address them, not just copy them as if they're not listening, if that makes sense. Okay. The next thing is, obviously, you can email me, askamy at kprc.com. I have had people reach out before and say, hey, I got my problem resolved because I said I was going to contact you or I CC'd you um, and it works and nobody ever reached out to me. I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, I mean, CCing me. Um, and so if that works for you, great. It's my theory up top about CCing, carbon copying, um, other interested parties, regulating agencies. Um, <clears throat> But you can actually email me with your problem, and it may be something that I can help with. I don't know how many people have heard of dispute resolution centers. There's one in Harris County. Most courthouses have their own dispute resolution center. So like the Montgomery County Dispute Resolution Center. I always refer to the Harris County Dispute Resolution Center. It's real easy to find online and get the phone number for, or you can email them. And you can file a complaint with the Dispute Resolution Center. And the whole idea, the reason that they exist, is they are trying to resolve issues between customers and businesses or two parties without bogging down the courthouses with, with, with cases that don't need to be fought that don't need to be filed, right? So their goal is to help you resolve issues, disputes with businesses or other parties. Um, and so you never have to go in front of a judge. But the great thing about it is if they get involved, if you go and you talk to them and they agree to take your case, then they're reaching out to the other party and they're trying to sort of mediate or resolve your dispute. And whatever agreement that the two sides come to at the Dispute Resolution Center is binding as if you went before a judge and the judge ruled in your case and then you had an order. So whatever is agreed to in that is binding. So it's like you have a third party and it, it doesn't cost money to get there. And so that is a very good resource. So look up the Dispute Resolution Center for whatever county you're in or whatever county the business you were um, trying to, to get resolution from, whatever county they're in. <clears throat> and then the last step that we're going to is small claims court, often called the people's court, because the whole idea behind small claims court is that you don't need an attorney to file in small claims court. This is supposed to be a court where you can go yourself and file your case, be heard before a judge, get a judge to um, rule and say, you know, who's right, who's wrong, who owes who money and have your matter dispensed with. What is very effective about small claims court is the beginning stage, the beginning process. The first thing that you have to do when you go to small claims court is they wanna know and they wanna see that you're writing a demand letter. And the demand letter is exactly what I explained, the type of letter that you need to write in the first place. But the court wants to see that you've written that, you've explained your problem to the business, you've given them a chance to resolve it, and you have to give them when you send that demand letter 
30 days. And I will tell you that most of the cases that I hear about, even if it gets that far, sending that demand letter will generally resolve the problem. And I think one of the reasons is because your issue gets kicked up to the legal department of whatever business. Or they say, oh, this is something that was filed in court. We better have our attorneys take a look at this. And so all of a sudden, you're no longer stuck in that sort of customer service department that may be overseas and may not even be here locally and you're getting in another another department with another another set of eyes on your problem somebody who can say why wasn't this resolved three months ago right so don't forget about small claims court those demand letters it doesn't mean that this is going to drag on for months and months and months you may end up in small claims court and if that happens remember you don't need an attorney it costs i believe right now 124 dollars to file with service, meaning you're paying somebody to serve that business, your paperwork, or I believe $49 without service. Those are the fees that I had a record of. Um, but starting with that demand letter is a lot of times the most effective way to resolve your problem. Um, so then that also takes us to, because you get your complaint out of the consumer service uh, customer service department into the legal department, one other thing you can do, so that those are our six steps, these two are bonus. One other thing you could do is Googling a CEO or president of a company. If you're having problems and nobody from customer service is calling you back, Google the CEO or the, or the um, president of the company and send your communication directly to that person and say, hey, I've been trying to reach out to somebody in customer service now for however long, um, and I'm hoping that you can help me resolve this. And then last thing, last bonus before we wrap up, disputing charges on your credit card. A lot of times people forget about this or maybe wait too long, let a problem linger before they do that. But a lot of times that can resolve your problem too, especially if it's a purchase that you made and then the product doesn't work or the company is refusing to come pick something up or to do warranty work on something. Filing a complaint or a dispute, um, disputing the charge on your credit card, a lot of times will get the attention of that company to get back to you and say, what's going on? How can we make this right? We will have all of these, all of this information and all of these tips and these six things that you can do in our show notes to this Ask Amy episode. I hope that you have found this useful and I hope that I have helped you resolve some issues that you might have with businesses. If you've got a question for me, you can always email me at askamy at kprc.com. Have a great day. 